you want to figure out the best way that you can protect yourself from somebody who might be a little bit unstable or might have something going on. I mean, that's not your responsibility, but it definitely is. If you can crown yourself with grace and you can communicate peace to somebody who's completely freaking out, that's to your strength. That's to your character. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the podcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's just us two today, guys. As always, this is our what we're, it's attempt to do a baby cast. We'll see how far that goes, at least in thought. It should be short. Yeah, we've got something really interesting to talk about today, and yeah. it is haters. Yeah, something you haters see a lot. Hate. Yeah, haters going to hate. There's a lot of talk about haters. And I think, you know, some of the advice I see out there is makes sense. It's very logical. But there's a different way of looking at it. There's another approach. We are here to talk to you about that. Yeah, we will. So, but before we get into the hater talk, let's talk about the good stuff because we do have a few announcements as always. We're really excited because what do we have coming up in June, Tess? What's the big thing we have? We have a couple different things, but one of them is a party. Yeah, we have our party. Well, Beauty Factor, I think this comes up before Beauty Factor. And if there's tickets still selling... Go buy your tickets today. Links in the show notes or in our Instagram or not in this. Well, maybe in Instagram by now. And you can go to the Beauty Factor and see us. We're going to be there. We're going to be speaking. It's really exciting. But that's one cool thing. But the other big thing that we're doing, that we're producing, what's that, Tuss? That's a party. Yeah, we're <laughs> that's party. We're producing a party. Yes, we're going to be IBS. It's a really good party. It's a really cool party. We're teaming with our friend Shelby from Last Boss Radio. And she and us... Decide, you know what? We're going to rent a penthouse in Vegas and invite all our friends to come and hang out with us and have fun. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, we have food, drinks, we have music. It's, it's going to be the same vibe as LashCon, like a BabyCon. Yeah, BabyCon. BabyCon party. A lot of influencers, a lot of names that you would love to meet, a lot of people, that, a lot of brands too. We, we have 20 sponsors, crazy enough. And the first 100 people will get a really amazing swag bag. And then we also have like little areas to take pictures with your friends. And we will have this patio, outdoor area. Yes, actually. With like two little patios yeah. and it is um yeah balcony and lots and lots of photo opportunities guys. so that you can look your gorgeous self and capture it on your phone exactly so it's 49 dollars. you have to buy a ticket to show up you can't just pop in and go hey guys i'm here nope not gonna happen you're gonna be rejected not because we don't, don't be love you. rejected just buy a ticket buy a ticket so Go to the show notes today and get your ticket or go to our Instagram or our website, lashcastproductions.com. And that's at the same time as the IBS, Yeah, obviously. so IBS is so. the biggest beauty show in the country, trade show, and it's Saturday night, June 25th, so come to that in the evening, then stay for the show, buy tons of product and all sorts of stuff, and it'll be tons of fun. All right, what else? Well, we have our webinar coming up. I think this might still be, if it's this before May 31st, then if it's after that, just ignore it. <laughs> But we have a webinar on May 31st about how the price for profit. And then we have our LashCon tickets. I think the prices will have already gone up by the time this comes out. So that's okay, by the way. It's worth it. Even that $100 more. It's still the most amazing conference you'll ever go to. We will have 1,000 people there. It's mm. going to be insane. So huge. And we have a payment plan. You can divide your payments over four payments, 25% down now. And then the next three months, next make three more payments. So super budget-friendly. Go to the show notes or go and sign up today. All right, let's get into haters. Now, what is haters, Precious? 
Well, let me tell you about haters. Now, we all know who haters are. They're the people who troll you. They're the people who are maybe jealous or maybe... They rain on your parade and they yeah. say nasty things in your DMs or on your comments or... Or they sue you. <laughs> yeah. We do a million different things that haters can be. And we all know who they people, are. People, you know, they could leave bad reviews, whatever. Yeah, bad reviews on Yelp. That can be painful the, definitely the first time. I never, I never got used to it. But that said... We want to talk about how to deal with them because normally in our industry, I think you get two options. Some people just say, ignore your haters, don't bother them, just walk away. And not bad advice, really. No, it's not bad advice. No, it's not bad advice. I'm not saying it's bad advice. The other one is use it as fire to, mm. to fuel you, right? If people hate you, man, you could take that and use that to motivate you to go to the next level. It's kind of like you know. judo, you know, where you take your opponent's momentum and oh. you use it so that they're coming at you and you do this judo move and they flip over and fall from their own aggression. This comes from all your experience as a judo That's artist? That's right. Yeah. Yes. I play with judo action figures, so yes. I know. Oh. I know. Not a black belt, but a judo action figure player. That's high level of judo there. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, that said, we have a different approach that we have done over the years. In fact, we even did this, which you could say that when we were sued and had that whole labor dispute, it could have been really easy for us to say, just ignore them or just use that as fuel for the fire. But you know what we did? Mm. We listened. Yeah. Right? And that we've done this over and over and over all of our career, no matter what we've done, is often you're actually your haters, the good ones, the ones that really hate you for something, maybe because you broke trust or maybe you did something that hurt someone that you didn't weren't aware of or maybe you stepped on a toe or maybe whatever. Whatever it is, maybe there's something legitimate about their frustration or hate towards you that you can learn and grow from. Yeah. Well, what I encourage first, because there's an initial rush of emotion that happens because maybe the person who's slinging the insults or hurling the hate it's not doing it in a constructive way and and it's timed or it's worded to create the maximum pain inside your soul so first you have to acknowledge that and you have to get over that part and i'm not trying to say get over it because that part is the part that is painful it cuts it leaves marks on you and you have to acknowledge that and say you know that really sucks it really 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 hurts Mm -hmm. and then you have to remember who you are who are you Are you the sum of your work? No. And then you have to ask yourself, is there something that I can learn from this? Right? Because I don't want to let this one moment go by, which is extremely painful. And I don't want to miss the lesson that there is for me in this. There's a silver lining in this hateful moment, and I don't want to miss it. It's easy to get caught up in the way the message is delivered. Because it probably has not been delivered in a loving way, Mm-mm. especially if they're demeaning you, demeaning you or talking down to you or literally bashing you publicly, calling you out, whatever it is. A lot of times you just got to put that aside and try to go through all the garbage, so to speak, and find the nugget of truth there that maybe was the beginning of what happened and why this all got to where it was. Maybe you broke trust. Maybe it was a client. And that you promised something, and when they came in, it didn't work out, and you said, no, I'm not going to give it to you. And all of a sudden, they're angry, and they go online, and they post on Yelp, what a nasty biatch you are. And they just tell the world. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe these haters. They hate me. Well, sometimes the first response is, who is this person? I don't even know who you are. I checked the records, yeah. and I can't find your name anywhere in the system. Yeah, don't do that on Yelp. <laughs> That's the wrong response, right? Yeah, it's not one to learn. And I think that's something that we've really grown and benefit from over the years 
is those unhappy clients. Are your greatest source of learning. Yeah. Right. Our friend, Mr. Bill Gates, who we're having dinner with dinner tonight. Did you know that? Uh-uh. Yeah, Bill's coming over. He's, he's a, or William, as I like to call him. Oh, oh my yeah, God. yeah, William. <laughs> no, that's a quote from him, and I yeah. love it because it tells you if there's a silver lining in every painful encounter that you have. Yeah, and this comes from what was one of our core values, which is humility. You have to be humble. If you're not humble, if you're all full of yourself and you think you're above it all, these type of things will always be fighting words and you will blow them off and you're going to miss incredible moments for growth. Things that you thought that were never an issue because you had it all figured out because I'm not self-aware. I don't really care to learn. I don't want to grow. I'm not humble. Then these type of things will always be a smack to the face and you'll blow them off and you'll reject them. But man, for those of you out there who can take a different approach and just ask yourself, what is it in here for me that I could learn or what can I take away from this that can change me for the better so that I can grow? For instance, for us, we actually had to face some things when we closed a salon. That was a time of self-reflection. It would have been easy for me to go into anger and from the hurt, right? Because when you're hurt, you get angry. So I could have gone into that and I did feel anger and I did feel that. I'm not gonna say I just didn't, that I was happy, woohoo, yay. No, I was angry, I was hurt. But I also said, what if there are things that I'm doing that are frustrating people and hurting people that I need to change so that I won't find myself in the same place again. Yeah, it's like doing everything that you possibly can to make sure that you're communicating what you want, what you intend. Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of thing with clients. In training, I would say to people, don't consider or don't call your clients crazy. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't crazy people in the world that do things that are irrational. Yeah. But what happens is if we say that person's just crazy, we lose the opportunity to figure out what we could have done better in the situation. Now, yeah. maybe there's nothing that you could have done and that person still would have done that way. But you want to figure out the best way that you can maximize your chances so that things go smoothly for you in the future. So that you're kind of protecting yourself from somebody who might be a little bit unstable or might have something going on that, that's easy to like fly off the handle. I mean, that's not your responsibility, but it definitely is. If you can crown yourself with grace and you can communicate peace to somebody who's completely freaking out, that's to your strength. Mm-hmm. That's to your character. Yeah. So I don't want you to lose that opportunity. So instead of saying, oh, that person's just crazy, that person's just a hater, you want to think, is there something that I can learn from this situation? I think you learned a lot as an artist, because you always had that approach. You've had some really out there clients, really Mm. out there, who demanded too much, who had wrong expectations. We even have one right now that we're dealing with that's Mm -hmm. like her expectations don't match up with the way her lashes work. Mm -hmm. And it'd be easy just to call her crazy. And we we always told our staff, you're not allowed to do that. No crazy, we don't have no crazy clients. But we really use that as a chance to see what you could do different. And I think that's why you always approach things differently. And that's why you grew so much as an artist so quickly when you're... 15 years ago, when there's no one teaching anything. Yeah. You're all alone. You're all by yourself. Your only teacher at that moment was the feedback you were getting from clients. Yeah. So let me tell you about one of my most uncomfortable client situations. This was a client that I had a really hard time standing. (laughs) Everything was fine in terms of conversation. But when I would ask her, oh, how did your lashes last? How did you like them? Her answer was always like, oh, 
really last that long. They kind of all fell out right away. And I'd be like, what? You know, I'm like, like, what, what are you talking? You know, I'd be so freaked out about it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something better this time. You know, and then I would do something different. I'd really focus on it. So how are they this time? And she'd be like, oh, they're not that great. And it started to really bug me. And I, I said to Paul, I said, I just don't know what's going on with this client. And I don't want to take her anymore. And he said to me, She's paying you money. She keeps coming back, even though she's complaining. Just do it. And she's actually, I told you, I think, she's actually happy. She's happy. Okay. Because I was always, she, no one keeps coming back to something they don't like. And you right. just don't do that. So this is what I did. But it really bugged me yeah. because I wanted to be able to nail the problem. And I knew that I could. So it did take a little bit of sacrifice for me. But this is what I said. I said, okay, Carrie, let me do your lashes. And I'm going to do them. I spent like three hours on them this one time. I gave her all this extra time. I only charged her for a fill. And I said, let's see how long these last. And literally, she was the client that wanted to go six weeks. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So she wanted to go six weeks. So she came in at six weeks. And I said, how do they look now? She's like, this is perfect. This is what I want. I said, perfect. Bingo. We've got it. We've got the formula. I just need to spend three hours with you every time. And that's going to cost you this much. And she's like, oh, no, no, I'll just do a half an hour. So, or, you know, whatever the yeah, time was. She did two hours. So yeah. I said, no, it wasn't even a two hours. Hour and it was a half, an hour right. and a half. Yeah. And I said, so in order for you to get the six week wear that you want and it to look like this, I need to spend three, three hours. hours yeah. So after that, there was no more complaining about, oh, they weren't that great. Oh, they didn't last that it's long. True. Because I, ex- I, I figured out this is what you need for them to last long and this is what you need to pay. So here's the thing. I stopped getting angry mm-hmm. and I figured out what it was that she didn't like about me instead of calling her a hater, calling yeah. her crazy or whatever it was. And then when you found a way to basically challenge her so that either we're doing this with this other client. Well, we're just going to put these policies, hold it. And then if she doesn't like it, she can, what they usually do, they fire themselves, right? They eventually, if they don't like the rules that you've put in there, you don't even have to fire them. You, they just finally go, ah, this isn't working for me. I'll go find someone who I can abuse or I can use and all that. So let me tell you the story. We were laughing really hard last night because this is what is the uh, genesis of this baby cast, as as we say. Paul was watching Jamie's TikToks. Oh, my gosh. Want to share? So Jamie from Lash Base, all you, I'm sure know who Jamie is. So he's from a big brand, Lash Base, and they're one of our sponsors. So we love you, Jamie. We love you, Lash Base. Um, They're actually, Jamie's going to be at our party on June 25th. Woohoo! So we're going to party Jamie there, and we're going to see Jamie at Beauty Factor. Jamie all the time. Yeah, Jamie. Me all the time, Jamie and the Jets. No, <laughs> do, 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 do. Anyhow, we're just being stupid here now. So, anyhow, so Jamie is doing a talk, I believe, at, and he was like preparing for, for Lash it Fest. and Lash talking. Fest in UK, which is yeah. I think this coming weekend. And he's talking about how to deal with disgruntled clients. And then immediately, someone comes on, and we don't normally swear here, but we will have to swear here for these purposes. Please. Someone writes a, after they make an announcement, like, you know, you, they've been doing some big changes and announced some big things. They announce that the person responds to their post and says, Lash base. You might like, as well be calling yourself Lash. Yeah, shit, basically. Beep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it basically, Lash. Yeah, you're the Walmart lashes. Really demeaning him, very nasty. And Jamie just starts laughing because it's so funny. Like, how do you handle that? I mean, someone's literally calling you out saying your brand sucks and that your brand is crap and your products are crap and you suck. Yeah. And Jamie, with class and humor, just laughs at it. In this case, there's I don't think there's a whole lot to learn in this situation, takes it with a stride. 
knows who he is, knows is confident in himself and his company and what they've built over the years, and know that they have thousands, if not tens of thousands of lash artists who support them and love them. So one person, you know, it's easy to focus on that one negative, but really what you should be doing is focusing on the 10,000 that love you. And in your case, if you have 80 clients or 100 clients, you know, and that one client gets all upset, don't listen to that one client. Listen to the, the other 99 well, that really care about let's you. Let's go deep on this. Let's analyze this for a second. Let's say, so this gal or guy or yeah. who knows, this it, mystery person yes. says, you might as well be calling yourself lash poo-poo because yeah. you are the Walmart of lashes. So what does that mean? So your products suck and you are cheap You've for the sold message. sold out and you're cheap, yeah. So what does that mean? What does that imply? What is that person saying? I think this is a person that is, now this is, this is what could have happened. Maybe this is someone who's bought products or had a bad customer service experience. You know, maybe... They called and they got put on hold for a half hour. And I'm mean, not saying Jamie and Lashpace does this. I, from everything I know, they have great customer service. But maybe someone fell through the cracks. Just like I know I had someone three years ago for our first lash write me and said it was like the worst experience of their life. Yeah. And she was like, and I said, well, what happened? She says, well, no one was, fr- it was very unfriendly and I didn't meet anyone. And I was like heartbroken. To be honest, I literally was heartbroken. I remember really being bummed that someone walked away who didn't feel connected, didn't find a community, and there were other issues. He was obsessed for days about that. Yeah, and I was like, man, we need to work harder. We need to do better. We can't just let this slide. I don't want just to call her nuts and crazy or anything like that. I want this to be a force for us to take LashCon and say, you know what? If there's people walking away from LashCon not feeling loved and cared for, then that's on me. And I need to do more to change that. And I know even for Jamie and them, I bet you, st- while he's still laughing at it, I bet there's still a moment, hopefully, knowing Jamie, I, I have a feeling there would be, it's still a moment of self-reflection. Like, what caused this person to be so angry? Why did they feel this need to be profane and call our company Lash Poo Poo, right? Why? And then, you know, look back at it. Now, they're not giving you any clues there, so it's going to be hard to find it. But that does keep you a little bit humble. Like, no, we're not always killing it. Maybe... There's yeah. a little bit more we can do. So can I just put this back on you and say, let's say this was directed at us. Yeah. How would you handle this? How would you immediately handle the post? Yeah, I mean, the good news is if someone posts, you have their name, right? You have at least a name. The account looks like it's fake, but let's just say it's So a what real, would you do? I would actually DM them and say, you know, I am so sorry. I would apologize. Obviously, it sounds like we've let you down. It sounds like somewhere in your last journey, you had an experience with us that made you upset. I don't know if it's our product. I don't know if it's our customer service. I don't know if it's my face on Instagram that maybe irritates you to the point where you're like, I can't stand Paul. Please stop being in my feed, which by the way, just unfollow that person. But that said, if you felt that need to reach out and demean me, that would be my first thing and say, I'm here to learn. I by no means have it all figured out. I know that I'm not perfect, and there's times in my life where I look back and I realize I've done great harm to people without intending to. And if there's anything you can give to me that would help me to see what I can do differently, please let me know. I am, yeah. I am a learner. I want to be humble. I want to take these opportunities to grow, not just to basically laugh and kick someone off, but really to take some of this and see if there's a place for me to change. So my advice would be definitely to handle it like a grown-up, like handle it like the parent you've always wanted, right? Or the teacher that you always wanted and rise above the fray to see the emotions. Don't get down in the mud with them, but just say, hey, what's going on? What's really going on here, right? We had a situation like this. It was a couple years ago and we had been promoting another friend of ours, like an online convention. 
And this was kind of in the midst of a lot of social uprising. Yeah. And during COVID and BLM and all that. Yeah. And somebody very, very angrily reached out to us and, and accused us of being part of a, a systemic problem that we weren't supporting minority people in this yeah. conference. Basically, Even- called, said I was racist and said, Paul, you know, you're a racist. And this person was a pretty well known person. And we've never met. And I've always known and I always had hoped that we would connect. And find a way to support her. We're always looking for collaborations and all that. And she basically called me out saying, you know, you're just a racist with really no proof, right? I mean, because I was part of a conference that was, I think, a little tone deaf because at the time this conference, you know, the lineup was primarily white. And so I think that people were like, where's the representation? Where's the diversity? Where's all that? And and someone said, well, I know LashCon wasn't diverse at all. And I was like, you know, actually, that isn't true. If you went and looked at our first lineup, we were very conscious trying to make sure we not just had diverse voices, meaning opinions, but we also had diverse culturally looking, you know, everything. We want to make sure LashCon really looked like America that we know that it's a diverse country. It's not it's not all people looking like me. Well, so, that's just how we ran our salon. Yeah, and that's how we ran our salon. If you look at our salon, our staff was like that. It wasn't intentional, too, by the way. These things just naturally we organically We just picked the happen. best people. We picked the best people, and this is what they look like. Same thing when it comes to speakers, same thing when it comes to presenters, all that stuff. You, know, you look at the world, and you do that. Now, our industry has struggled with this, but so there was some legitimacy for her to be upset about it. I get it, but just to call me out like that. So what did I do? What did I do? Uh, being called a racist, guys. All right, that's not something fun. As a 50-some-year-old guy, white guy, you're just like, you know, this is like the worst thing that you could be called. And it really It's like a sucker punch. It really is because it's painful because I, I, I spent my life trying to love people and care for people. It doesn't matter who they are. The person is what I care about, right? So I actually decided to do this. Every person, I respond to everyone on the Instagram. I literally said, thank you for this. I'm so grateful that you... Or, you know, you're passionate about this. That and you're engaging with you're me. You're engaging with me and you're concerned about these things. I am too. I love to talk to you about it. I love to get on the phone and have a one-on-one with you. I don't want to have this public discussion about something so important that it can be misconstrued or misunderstood through DMs, texting, and all. As you know, we have that kind of rule. When you're doing important discussions with your clients, you don't do it through DMs and texts. Never, never, them. never. Don't fall for that bait, you guys. Yeah, so I took that same advice when it came to working with these people who were upset with me. So I actually had some amazing conversations. I'd say about half or so of the people were like grateful that I even cared enough to reach out. Like, wow, I didn't expect you to reach out. I thought you'd like block me or you would unfollow me. And they're like, wow, I'd love to talk. And so I talked to people and we had, I it was during the pandemic. I had a lot of time to kill. I was sat in my porch and I spent hours over a few days listening to people hearing the concerns, why they're mad, why they're angry, why we need change in our industry. And it was really helpful for me to help me be better understanding and also to make sure that I'm mindful in the future to be careful how I say things because everyone's watching, everyone's matters, and I don't want to step on toes unintentionally and hurt people. You know, it wasn't even our conference, no, but at the same it time, it's like we got the benefit of being able to meet, you know, really work through some some hard issues, have yeah. some hard conversations, but come out on the other side united. And so these people are friends now, and that's what was so cool is that they're people, I, if I see, I can give them a hug and all that. And sadly, a few of them had no desire to talk to me Blew me off. I can't control people. So I let them go and say, you know what? God bless them. 
in the right time, maybe we'll reconnect and we'll be able to say, hey, you know what? That, that comments that you said, that was really painful. And they'll say, you know what? I was really mad, but now maybe we can reconcile and find a middle ground. I hope so. I don't, I don't want to hold grudges. I don't want to have strained relationships. I don't want to see people turn the other way when they see me because they're embarrassed or, or, or mad or something like that. I, no, it is not worth it to your soul to hold grudges because it only makes you sick. So for me, I think the big thing was listening. You could say it'd be easy to call them haters, right? Ah, just don't ignore them or use them to- You know who you are. Yeah, You're yeah. not a racist. No, but at the same time, I wanted to listen because you know what? There are things that I'm sure I'm missing and I, and I will continue to miss. And so for me to listen and hear them, it was amazing. And I was so, I, I look back at that as a lot, with a lot of like, wow, that was kind of cool. That was a really good growing moment. It was stressful. But I grew and I, I gained some knowledge and appreciation and made some new friends along the way. And God willing, one day, maybe these other people will work it out. I just want to say, as far as it is in your control, live at peace with all people. Actually, it's not me saying that. That's a scripture. But it's true. It's like sometimes there are people that you are not going to be able to control that are out of your control. But as far as it depends on you, do everything you can to live at peace with all people. And with that, you can have a clean conscience. Yep. Yeah, and that's the other thing too, right? Instead of fighting back or doing something nasty back, man, living with a clean conscience is a nice thing. Feels good, it feels right? good, right? And when you take the high road, not because you're superior, not because you're better, but when you take the high road, there is a reward of like, you know what? I didn't return a punch for a punch. Mm-mm. You know, someone punched me and I, I and I returned a blessing back. That's actually real strength. That's real power. That is so, real power. All right. I think uh, that's our talk on haters. Um, hopefully it's a little maybe different approach for you guys. Hope it's encouraging. Hope yeah. it maybe causes you to think a little bit and uh, develop a little superpower there. Yeah. And then if you have a story like that, you know, let me know. You oh, know, Maybe it would be kind of cool to, I'd love hear to hear it. some stories where we take hate and we take it the other way. And Absolutely. want to celebrate that. Yeah, we definitely do. So guys, that's a wrap. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Lash conference and remember to subscribe share and review on behalf of my lash bat pirate tusney i want to thank you for taking some time to listen keep on lashing and remember you have a friend in the lash industry not sure what a vampire is but that's that was just tesla's idea so all right see you guys